This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody, this is Chris. Howdy. I'm Jesse. Welcome. And uh, welcome to the premier geology podcast, uh, the Geology Flannel Cast. Hope everyone's uh, doing well, having a great, uh, great day. Everything's going good. And I can't imagine how life could be any better now that you're listening to the geology podcast that covers the topics that nobody else dares to touch. Right. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I like how you're just going for you. Just being like, no, this. This is the best part of your day. <laughs> Nothing. Yes. And and if it wasn't, it is now. You had a <laughs> smile on your face and yeah, all right. I must be doing something right in my life and listen to the premier geology podcast. You, you did something right. So yeah. congratulations. You've done good. Uh, now we're done with the humble portion of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a topic today that, uh, no one's I'm telling you right now, no one's gonna to dare to touch. This is uh this Be this is too hot. This, to is, handle? this is a hot topic. This is a hot topic, yes. Ooh. Oh, I get it. I briefly forgot what we were talking about, <laughs> and, and then it just hit me, and I love it. Yep, we're gonna be talking about the department store hot topic. <laughs> is it still around? I want to say yes. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's probably still around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, it's but we're not actually talking about the department store hot topic. I've been called a department store. Just so I don't know uh, the store in the mall. Re- Do they even have mall retail, retail yeah, store? Retail store that's in like every single mall. There's there's still 675 locations. Nice. Wow. I can't believe there's 675 malls left. Might not all be in a mall. Ooh, but some yeah. some standalones. First off, okay, let's let's rewind for a second. Props <laughs> to Jesse for for getting that stat. Just like boom. <laughs> nice uh, stat retrieving skills there. So there you go. Yeah. First fun topic of the uh, of the podcast. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, this is not going to be. Uh, how can I phrase this? It's not going to be the feel good hit of the summer. This podcast topic today. This is. Uh, Topic for today is all the different ways that you can die from a volcanic eruption. So just in case you're wondering. Um, and and just a, a little caveat there. We know we're going to miss some. So please yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot us, shoot us an email. Let us know what we missed. We'll I'm sure try there's to cover like it. an unlimited amount. Like, you know, you're startled by the sound and you fell off your seat. And, or I don't know. I felt on the whatever. Actually, no, because I got something at the very end. To, to, yeah, that would be a horrible way to go if you're just kind of like startled by a volcano and fell down and died. Um, I do have something at the very end that, that kind of covers all those caveats. But nice. basically, we're going to be covering all of the, uh, the hazards the- associated with volcanic eruptions and how they can harm you or human being or just life in general, really. Um, doesn't necessarily even have to be human being. We'll talk about some examples, too, of uh, some... Uh, some interesting, interesting examples occurring during volcanic eruptions. All right. So uh, without any further ado, 
let's uh, let's let's jump into this. So, start off with uh, number one. We're going to start off with uh, uh, tephra, right? Tephra is actually it's the Greek term for ash. Oh, you know, real fast before before I get into this, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to kind of give some props out to where they're due, and uh, if you're looking for if you're looking for a good geology book to read, um, this podcast was kind of inspired by this book that I'm reading. It's called Krakatoa by Simon Winchester. So it's a uh, it's really good. It's all, it kind of gives a, a history of the uh, the um, the what was going on in the vicinity of Krakatoa, kind of the history of, of uh, colonization in Indonesia and, and such, and, and talks all about how Krakatoa affected all that stuff. So if you're into if you want to, that's where I got a lot of the, the uh, that was what kind of inspired this, this, the topics for, for today. So if looking for a good book, go check that book out, Krakatoa by Simon Winchester. So, all right, there we go. Got that out of the way. So first thing, let's talk about um, Tephra. Tephra uh, is, the, the term Tephra is Greek for ash. And what this is, is just kind of fragmental material. It's produced from a volcanic eruption. Uh, and it's just kind of like this general term um, and it's just all this material that gets, that gets uh, these fragments that get spit out of the volcano for, you know, there's your two second answer there. So tephra can kill you during a volcanic eruption. So the first thing we're going to get into are these, this is actually, we're starting off number one with my, one of my favorite hazards of volcanoes, volcanic bombs, sometimes also known as lava bombs. So these are large pieces of tephra, right? So the volcano is erupting and you get big blobs of lava that get spewed out. These things get kicked out of the volcano. Some can actually get kicked out pretty high into the, uh, pretty high above uh, into the atmosphere. And what happens is these blobs of lava, as they're falling back to earth, they, they harden, they freeze and turn into rock. So now you have big pieces of rock falling down. So these things can vary in size. Um, uh, let's see anything. It's basically the, the smallest of them is, uh, the, the is uh, 64 millimeters or two and a half inches in diameter. Um, and they can get, they can get pretty big. Uh, they can get like, you can get like meters long. Uh, now what if they're smaller than that? They just call them like lava trinkets or, <laughs> trinkets is that lava, what you just said? yeah lava pebbles i don't know <laughs> uh you have uh lapelli it's like the next size scale of uh of things get, that gets spit out of uh of volcanoes yeah i knew that's it had a like, name i couldn't remember lapelli that's why i said trinket but <laughs> trinkets yes lapelli all right all right trinkets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's like you know size of gravel but uh, that may not necessarily kill you. These bomb, these bombs can kill you. You know, you can, uh, they can be like meters long. You can basically get one the size of a small car coming back down to earth. So you obviously don't want to be around when uh, these things hit. Cause if it hits you, if it clunks you on the head, boom, game set and match. Goodbye. That's it. Um, so uh, let's talk about some examples of volcanic bombs that killed some that killed people. Um, so in 1935, uh, Mount Asama in Japan, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Asama, Asama in Japan, uh, kicked out some volcanic bombs 
five to six meters in diameter. That's 16 to 20 feet. Uh, and uh, it uh, spit them up uh, 2,000 feet into the air, 600 meters. So, all right, so you got a, up to a 20-foot diameter rock at that point uh, falling 2,000 feet. Um, that's that's going to, that's going to hurt. That's, that's not going to be fun when that thing hits. That's going to leave a mark. Yeah. It's going to, yeah, slight, just a little, you might need a bandaid after, <laughs> after that. Um, so another, let's see, uh, another example at, uh, the, uh, Galaras, Galaras volcano in Colombia, 1993. Now this is, this isn't, uh, I don't know the exact number of people, but just all of this article said was, uh, Six people near the summit were killed. Oh, were killed and several other people injured. Okay. So six people died. A couple other people were injured when the volcano erupted unexpectedly. And these people were killed from uh, volcanic bombs kind of falling down on them. Um, and then uh, on July 16th in 2018, 23 people were injured on a tour boat near Kilauea volcano in Hawaii. Um and as a result, basketball-sized lava bombs were uh, falling to the ground. So um, watch out for those. They'll get you. It's volcanic bombs. Yeah. Umbrella's not going to help you there. No, and the umbrella's not going to help you at all. Uh, uh, at that point, if you're like the one in Japan with the 20-foot bombs falling to the ground, a house may not even help you with that. No, one. no, that's like something like a wily e. coyote cartoon. Like <laughs> puts up a tiny umbrella and like a giant rock lands on the head. That is that is exactly <sighs> like Roadrunner and Wily e. Coyote right there. Yeah. <laughs> now you should always carry a sign that says yikes on it. <laughs> I knew this would come in handy. <laughs> so okay, so that's uh that's one of the uh the obvious things that's that's gonna get you. Um, all right, moving on. Yeah. Hot so ash. Big giant rocks. Check. Okay. Now let's go to little tiny rocks. Check. Ash. <laughs> all right. Hot ash can, uh, number one, can uh, burn you alive if you can't find shelter. So we'll talk about Vesuvius uh, again and a little bit later, but we'll, we'll bring it up right now. Mount Vesuvius in um, the year 79 had a very, very famous eruption that occurred. Um, and uh, a lot of people died when just the hot ash just kind of, well, boiled their bodies, uh, basically. And in some cases, they found, they found bodies um, where they had no heads and turned out that uh, their brains basically boiled and their skulls exploded. Um, that's from a, that's from a relatively new study. We actually talked about that couple, couple years ago, right? When that, yeah. when that study first came out, I remember it was, it was a little while back, but we, yeah, they're basically kind of looking at some of the, the casts of these people that died from the eruption of Vesuvius and, uh, basically saying their brains boiled and their heads exploded from, from yeah, that they did, hot uh, The study on, on some of the skulls <clears throat> where you could actually see like fracture patterns <clears throat> that showed, they were exploding outward, showing that mm. like their heads were exploding, which seems bad. I mean, it, yeah, generally speaking, you don't want your your brains to boil and your head to explode. That's uh, stay away from that. Steer clear of that. That's not going to be fun. <laughs> um, okay, so that's one way. And 
depending on what your house is made of, that hot ash can actually set your house on fire. And you could die as a result of that fire there. So um, hot ash, watch out for that. So that's all just kind of tephra stuff kind of getting ejected out of the volcano. All right, moving on. We can talk about lava flows. How can you not, how, you can't not talk about lava flows. We're talking about volcanoes here. Everyone, first thing you think of when we talk about volcanoes is, is a lava flow, right? So um, actually, you know, I just thought about this with the hot ash, moving on to that, depending on how hot it is and where you're at, it could also, I assume on the, on the topic of fire, set some trees on fire too. And just, you could have just, yeah. Ran, it doesn't have wild, to be a house. wildfire or yeah. you have wildfires <laughs> as a result. Any um, sort of fire hazard. We're not, yeah. Yeah. We're not just limiting it to houses. All right. Uh, just, and anything combustible. Can there you go up with, with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So lava flows. So this is going to be a, uh, you don't want to get caught by a lava flow. Um, you know, it's uh, lava coming out is a little roasty toasty usually looking at about a thousand degrees Celsius ish, uh, give or take, uh, the stuff coming out of the volcano and you know, the, the temperature of lava does vary depending on, on, uh, what type of volcano you have. But even with the, the coldest lavas, uh, you, you don't, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to be around them. You don't, well, you don't, yeah, that, that's just good. Just life advice. You don't want to be around. Just- them. <laughs> Stay away from the lava. Um, oh, it's burn I mean, and so I, I always, I always make the joke and it's not a good joke, but when I, when I talk about lava, like lava, lava is a liquid, right? And so it flows like liquid and flows downhill or what, whatnot. And so when I was, you know, when we were talking about this, it, it will, it will obviously kill you. But I always make the, the the joke like if you see lava coming towards you, just turn and walk away, or or, or get to the high ground. And I'm always nervous that someone's going to be like, my uncle was killed by a lava flow, because I, I sort of make light of it because of all of the volcanic hazards, lava to me, lava is the prominent one we always see in like the movies and and whatnot because it is mesmerizing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sure. <clears throat> I, I, it's the least hazardous to me. I mean, you know, I, uh, I guess you could have some like. Po- it depends on how yeah, how well how I, viscous is it. Well, that's and and part of, and and you know, looking at our 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 outline here, the second point is is really the one that'll get you. But I'm really glad we had this outline that was so well formatted. I do love this well formatted outline. Very good segue, Jesse. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor to formatting formula, formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your word document formatting needs. Anything from just a uh, simple help with figuring out, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. You can shoot them an email and they can help you out and fix it all the way up to customizing your toolbars at the top of your, uh, Word program, um, embedding figures, page number, like, you know, stuff, some stuff may seem simple to some person and maybe incredibly difficult for me. I don't know how many, you know, I, I go to the formatting formula probably too often. 
than I should, but they're just so, so well-versed and, and get the answer so quickly that, you know, it's just easier for me to go to them. So check them out, formattingformula.com. Make sure you tell them the geology flannel cast sent you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, real, back- real, real quick. I mm-hmm. just noticed, I was like, we've talked about volcanic hazards before and literally a year ago, we talked about Lahars. So I, w- I want to know what, what is it about June that makes us think volcanoes? Because <laughs> awareness month. Volcano awareness month. I love it. Yeah. Y- even if it's not, it is now. <laughs> so last June, we talked about, we had an episode about Lahars, huh? Yes. Huh. Well, yeah, we're almost. about Lahars again today. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Alert. Yeah. Anyway. Actually, January is um, volcano awareness month in Hawaii. Ah, yeah, off and, uh, just, you know, being aware. Yeah, it's May in, in Washington state. So we're just we're uh, a little behind. Yeah, it's well, we can just say it's June on the East Coast. That, that's right. You know, we haven't had a volcano here in a couple hundred million years, but, you know. When was the Virginia volcano? Uh, I think it's like 30, 30 mil. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, there's a weird, like anomalous volcano in Virginia. It's considered like the last, the last of the last, the from, last um, ditch. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I remember. I, I've, I've been there. I never like walked around. I've seen it. Someone pointed out to me in the distance once. Mole Hill is that the name of it? Oh it? man, yeah. I forget. The, I I really do forget the name of it. But uh, they also have some anomalous. In Virginia, in uh, Hot Springs and Warm Springs, the two towns, uh, um, Hot Springs and Warm Springs, exactly as it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's kind of freaky to be in Virginia and, and to see these hot springs kind of like in the ground. You can, there's a, a place they, they set up shop, a, a business set up shop over on top of the hot springs. You, they have like a, you know, you pay, I don't forget what you pay. You go in there, you can go bathe in the, in the hot springs, but yeah, they have that in, uh, in Virginia and it's, uh, it's not known what is the sort. There's got to be some kind of dike or something like that underground that's that's fueling these these hot springs, but the exact source is still unknown. Crazy. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to get us off top. I went off of our perfectly formatted document. By no, it's sorry. It's, it's, it's a little it's, sidebar. Uh, it's, it's all it's all related. It's all related. Yeah. It's fun knowledge, you know. There you go. All right, so back to lava flows now. Um, so some exa- and the real thing is if you get trapped and 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 you know in between lo- different lava flows, um, that's the real the real danger. But hopefully you can evacuate before uh, before you get yourself into the situation. But you know people do die from from uh, from lava flows, and in fact in in uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, at least 15 people died when torrents of lava poured into villages after dark in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, the lava flows took out um, more than 500 homes. So um, very dangerous situation with lava flows there. Just uh, that was just last year. And uh, here's an, uh, an interesting way to, to perish from a volcano uh, related to lava flows falling into a lava tube so what a lava tube is it's it's exactly as it sounds in case you don't know what this is it's uh it's uh basically you have an underground lava flow occurring and 
basically an underground lava river to tell you the truth. Um, and over time, the lava hardens up and you're just left with this, this void space, this tube. So you see this like all over Hawaii and in, uh, do I have a date? Oh, I don't have a date for this, but uh, I'll find it in a second. But in Hawaii, um, like, like I just got done saying, there's, there's lots of lava tubes, um, all over that state, all over the area. And, um, but generally speaking, you know, it's pretty rare for someone to actually fall into a lava tube, but, uh, there was an instance, uh, where was it? this was, oh, this is 20, in 20, November of 2019. There it is. Uh, uh, an elderly man, uh, who's, um, like in the seventies yeah, tr- trimming his hedges, like <laughs> he's doing yard work. The poor guy was doing yard work. Yeah. So he fell through a soft area of ground into a hidden lava tube on his property and died. So wow. while you could say like this wasn't an active eruption, it's kind of like related to a volcanic eruption. Oh, um, that's awful. Yeah. So they reported him missing and then um, eventually they found him at the bottom of a lava tube a two foot wide lava tube. So that's not even that big. Some of these are, you know, like, like, like a tunnel, like the size of a tunnel that you drive your car through. It's um, but two, I mean, foot, two foot wide, but it was 22 feet. Deep. 22 feet below ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, this, this, a, a similar thing happened to my, my friend's sister. She was doing work out at Yellowstone and she stepped onto some looked like it was dried mud but here was just a crust and and she put her foot through and it was it was like superheated mud from the the hot springs and whatnot from the volcano underneath she ended up getting like second and third degree burns on her ankle oh wow so yeah but it yeah it is it is I, i think about that when i see those lava flows sometimes well, there's that image from the eruption on Kilauea a couple of years ago. Do you, you remember the, where there was the lava tube was just pouring that really low viscosity, like fahoyhoy out into the ocean? It was just like a just fire hose of, of lava just dumping. I'm thinking like, oh, that's all traveling below those big, you know, they look like they're cool lava fields. Yeah. Salts and whatnot. Yeah. But it's that's that's a little scary. Sometimes your nature will get you. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. my family's motto. <laughs> it's your family's motto. Is that on your coat of arms? Nature <laughs> yeah, will get his, you. It's on his crest. Yeah. <laughs> me, me holding up a sign that says "Yikes!" as mm-hmm. a volcanic bomb is coming towards me. No, I, I'm also. I think about. Um, I should give lava more more credit than I do when I teach it. From now on, I'm going to be more respectful. But. Um, one of the most famous lava flows uh, uh, on Jaime, the the island, one of the Westman Islands south of Iceland in the 70s. Yeah. That volcano that erupted in, in the early 70s, and it was a fissure eruption. So, like, lava just poured out and ended up ended up burying half the town. Wow. Now, they, they, they worked, they pumped cold North Atlantic seawater to try and stop the flow but it was still six months of flow so wow yeah crazy yeah. only one person died in that eruption though so. wow wow that i didn't know 
Yeah. Um, so just to uh, let's see, I got that uh, that article or that story about the, the the elderly man falling through the into the lava tunnel. That was a New York Times or I'm sorry, is that Washington Post? Excuse me, that's their, that's their competition. Um, there was a Washington Post article about that uh, a couple years ago, but um, yeah, so uh, lava tunnels, lava tubes, and and kind of like with just to kind of piggyback off of what Jesse was saying momentarily ago um that you see these these lava these lava fields and like like hawaii is like your best example um these lava tubes are below and uh you know you see these pictures of these lava tubes and sometimes there's only like a thin bridge of rock above these lava tubes and you you know you you want to tread carefully walking around on a lava field because you don't know sometimes how thick the surfaces and you know you might just walk across this lava field hit a you know just a, a weak spot and you could fall right down into an old lava tube and hurt yourself or, or even worse and it doesn't even have to be a flowing lava tube it could be you know it could all be hardened frozen into rock basically and still and still hurt yourself so uh there you go all the all the stuff with with uh lava how lava can can harm you next on the list we got earthquakes so earthquakes are can be associated with volcanic eruptions now generally speaking the earthquakes that you get that are associated with volcanic eruptions are not as um they're not as powerful as more like the standalone earthquakes uh but still uh, these are earthquakes are magmatic not tectonic where's that from <laughs> is that dante's peak yeah yeah of course that was, a, that was a good accent. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, you, you're going to get uh, lower magnitude earthquakes from volcanoes, but uh, every once in a while, you can still get some uh, some heavy duty earthquakes from this. So on April 2nd, 1868, uh, this was the largest earthquake to occur on the Hawaiian islands that we, that, you know, during the historic period that 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 we know of. This earthquake in 1868 had a magnitude that's estimated at 7.9. Wow. Just huge. That's a heavy duty earthquake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so while that's, that's uh that'd be an earthquake that's associated with uh, the, the lava, uh, the, I'm sure the, the magma plume shifting around in the subsurface, but still it's a, yeah, that is a, at 7.9, you're getting buildings that are falling down and, and that's, what's going to happen. You know, you're going to get earthquakes and earthquakes are more or less going to destroy buildings slash infrastructure. Um, they can cause landslides, cause landslides. Yes. You yes. know, um, and, and we'll get into another hazard associated with earthquakes, but. So um, there you go. The earth. So the earthquake could potentially take you out if it is large enough, but Probably not. You know, you, I'd be more worried about the volcanic bombs personally, or I some of these other things that we're going to get into. One of we we had a there was a professor we all uh, no you didn't have him Chris uh, Doctor Meyer. No, I um, never took a class with him, but had he, many interactions with him. Yeah, so he he was uh, I don't know an expert on everything, I suppose. But one of the things he always <laughs> sort of when, when we talk about like Vesuvius, um, 
you know, Vesuvius was the volcano that buried um, Pompeii and Herculaneum, but it's sitting in a shadow today is Naples, you know, 3 million people or whatever um, living there. And he, and he, he said, you know, a Vesuvius type eruption, if it happened today, one of the big problems with it would be a lot of the evacuation routes uh, are these overpasses and whatnot. And even smaller scale earthquakes would cause the roads to, to um, these overpasses and whatnot to, to, you know, destabilize and some of them would likely collapse which would hamper evacuation and block certain evacuation routes. And, and so he was, he was saying how there could be this like chain reaction of like things going wrong. Oh, or, I like that. Yeah. So, so, and I think that's sort of the case with some of these hazards that we, you know, these are, we're talking about things that'll kill you, but, but sometimes, you know, one hazard might lead you to getting stuck and, you know, getting getting lava on top of you or something. Yeah. It's not good. Not good to get lava on top of you. It would be bad. It is not. If there's one thing you learn from this podcast today, it's (laughs) that getting lava on you is not good. Try to avoid that. Um, Just can't, can't be a good experience. So uh, let's see. Vesuvius is not too far from the coast, right? Nope. I mean, One of the main um, evacuation or, or like evacuation plans for Naples is to use the harbors, which that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that was that was also the main evacuation plan for Vesuvius or for um, Pompeii and Herculaneum because they used to be on the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> cool. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> Um, all right. So next, let's get into uh, pyroclastic flows, or as our French friends like to say, Nuit Ardente. Uh, Nuit Ardente means uh, it's translated into glowing cloud. Yeah. I always like that. I like the way, I like the I way do. it rolls off your tongue. And Yeah. I, I would always add glowing cloud of death. <laughs> glowing cloud of death. I like that. that. That's what the Nuit Muerte. You know, French Ooh. and Spanish. Yeah, I do like. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mort, it, Mort. I never. Well, Jesse French. figures out the exact <laughs> translation of uh, "glowing cloud of death" in French. Um, <laughs> what happens is, if you get hit with a, a pyroclastic flow, you're nearly instantaneously incinerated. It's uh, ah, it's just, it's really hot. And you're done. It does, yeah. uh, Anyone so, who's ever been like a, a cook in a pizza shop and you open that pizza oven and it hits you with that 500 degrees, like th- that's just the air. And now imagine like a waterfall of debris and I, I don't just a hot 600 degree stuff surrounding you like mud. And it's just. Yeah, like Chris said, you're you're a goner pretty instantly. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be quick. It'll be very quick. And so one of the most famous cases is uh, 
uh, they used to be good, close friends of the show, uh, Maurice and Katia Kraft. Um, these, these, uh, it was a husband and wife team, and we've talked about them on the show before, but these people were epic. So this there's, is back there's, in. There's, sorry, there's a, a documentary about them coming out <clears throat> in July called Fire of Love. Oh, that's a nice title. Yeah. Wow. That's, I like that. Uh, many, uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's like an onion. There's many layers to that, that title. Yeah. <laughs> Fire of Love and Death. Oh. Is it uh, like a kind of like an indie doc or is it like a? I think it's Snatch You. Snatch You. I would love uh, to see that because I saw the 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 old documentary about them from the 90s, which is yeah. classic. Yeah, this yeah, this is all about like their life and, you know, it's it looks intense. It looks great. I'm excited. Yeah. Keep so July, you said? Yeah. So it's next month. Next month. Yeah. Sweet. How is July next month? That doesn't make any sense. Because this is June now. No, I understand oh. that. Hmm. But... <laughs> Time flies, Steve. I'm Time telling flies. you. So uh, Maurice and Katja Kraft were a husband and wife team of volcanologists, and they were nuts. They would go hang out at these volcanic eruptions. Like They would get in the they would practically be in the crater. There is, there's a, do yourself a favor, pause this podcast right now and go on YouTube and look up Maurice and Katya Kraft and watch some of these crazy videos that they were making in like the 70s and 80s. They died in 91, I believe. I think, I want to say. Yeah, Mount Unzen, Mount Unzen in Japan. That's where, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was 91. Yes. Was Mount Unzen the one with like the blue lava? No, no. that's in Africa. Cinnabon. Yeah. That's not no. no, Cinnabon's in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, I thought Cinnabon had it too. The blue oh. lava is, yeah, it makes carbonatite. No. Where Sorry. Is that Tanzania? Uh, I just read a book about Yeah. This. Mount Unzen was the 91 eruption. Uh, carbonatite. Yeah. The carbonatite volcano is in. I'm glad you asked. It's part of the East African Rift. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tanzania. Tanzania. Nice work, buddy. Nailed it. Still got it. Still yeah, got I was only it. off by like ten thousand miles. So. <laughs> yeah, you're on Earth. At least. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just it's just because you only listen to our podcast and we've done one on Cinnabon. There you go. <laughs> you got you got a name for the carbonatite volcano? Um, <clears throat> I do. It is called, ooh, I'm going to not do any justice to this. Odoinyo Lengai. That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it means yeah. mountain of God in the Maasai ooh, language. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to get to the top of that. It's uh, There's a Can lot we- of uh, political, basically there's a lot of red tape to get to the, to yeah. get a permit to be able to get to uh, the top of that volcano. It's south of Lake Nature, Lake uh, Natron. Did we talk about that? The, the alkaline lake where like everything dies, right? I don't think we talked about that one. Oh, that's a that's a good one. We should. We should look into it. We should look into that. Yeah. I just like the name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's what it's it's famous because it has flamingos and whatnot. But um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, temperatures are are frequently above hundred degrees. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, sorry. 
getting distracted. Wait, temperatures inside the lake are over 100 degrees? Mm-hmm. That's hot. Yeah. It's one big hot tub. And that it's not will... considered hot spring. I guess it must be difference between hot springs and a hot lake. Just yeah, I don't area. know. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a hot spring that would just uh, melt your skin because it's very caustic. Oh, <laughs> caustic and hot. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, the, the pH is regularly greater than 12. So, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so, back to Maurice and Katja Kraft. They died uh, on Mount <laughs> Unzen. They go. Pyroclastic flow came down and it basically, they weren't expecting it to come in the direction that the pyroclastic flow came in. It's as simple as that. And uh, instantly took them out. So, uh, you don't want to be near a pyroclastic. No, there it's it's also famous too because that documentary from the early nineties, like literally that day or the day before, they're inter- they're interviewing Maurice, and he's talking about how he loves volcanoes, and he's like, if yeah. I'm up there, if I if I die tomorrow, I die, but I you know I die doing what I lo- you know doing what I love or whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, he did. He did die tomorrow. Um, but he was doing what he loved, you know, and there are some videos and even in that documentary, they had some close calls, but you know, when they did have close calls, here's how crazy they were and crazy badass. When they did have a close call, they really didn't go running away screaming. They just kind of like hopped back a little bit and like, Oh, I should probably just, you know, slowly walk away. Like they're just, these people were just fearless of these uh, of these volcanoes, just getting right into the crater. And this is, but they're getting amazing footage of this stuff. And this is obviously before drones or anything like that. Nowadays, I mean, like we saw with the the volcano last year in Iceland going off, people were like literally flying drones into like right next to the lava fountain coming out of that thing. Like amazing, amazing footage of this stuff. But you know, before drones, you had to unless you had a helicopter and helicopters are very expensive. You don't want to fly a helicopter too close to a volcano. You lose a drone, you know, drones are, you know, much cheaper than a helicopter. It's not that big of a deal to lose a drone, but otherwise the other only other way to get there was you had to take the cameras up there yourself. And that's what these people were doing. They're just kind of walking around these volcanoes, recording these eruptions. So anyways, Maurice and Katja craft, check them out, uh, their YouTube videos and check out, Keep your eyes peeled for that documentary coming out in July of 2022 on Nat Geo. Should be pretty good. All right. So another case of a pyroclastic flow. Let's uh, let's go to the town of St. Pierre in Martinique. Ooh, this right. is this is a, one of the classic ones, too. This is. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a story behind this. This is uh, I saw. I, um, so I got this from that, that Simon Winchester uh, book, Krakatoa. So um, I got to share you got this story with you guys from that book. Uh, so in May of 1902, Mount Paley erupted and there was a pyroclastic flow associated with this eruption. And the pyroclastic flow went into the town and basically killed everybody. Like hardly anybody. So only like a hand, only a couple people survived. I want to say two. Two people survived. Two, I think yeah. Like two. At least one out, out of-, of one. Out of 28,000. Yeah. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, like everybody died with this one, except one of the lone survivors. This gentleman's name was 
Luis Augusti Siparis. Uh, I guess I guess he, that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, this gentleman, he was in jail. He's in solitary confinement. Now, the cell that this guy was in, this is crazy. It must have been a very well-insulated cell. And also, it was nearly airtight. So yeah. Poorly ventilated is the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how this guy stayed alive Like when the volcano wasn't erupting. Like, it right? sounds like he's in a, just a giant thermos, to tell you the truth. <laughs> a giant airtight thermos. So, uh, Louis... Louis lives, all right, and he's like the only one of the only people that lives from this uh, from this pyroclastic flow that takes out twenty eight thousand people in the town. Uh, when he was found alive, it was declared a miracle, and Louis was set free. He said, "You know what? This was such a crazy event. You're out of jail. Go well, ahead." <clears throat> Do you know why he was in jail? No, I didn't. Why? Because the the night before. He uh, got drunk at a bar and got into a bar fight. Yeah. Uh, that bar fight saved this gentleman's life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dave's, yeah. <clears throat> Single oh, cell. Oh, I guess. I guess the jail. It looks like the jail uh, maybe at one point was part of an old fort on the island and it was in the bomb proof magazine where they used to keep like. Oh, like the ammunition and stuff. The ammunition, and that's why that maybe why it was so well insulated. He, I mean, he was severely burned. There's a picture of him from 1902. Oh. Yeah, he he did not. He was not unscathed. Okay, okay. Because I mean, it had to be like an oven. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, the cell is still there today. You can go. Visit. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can take a tour of the cell actually. Yeah, and they have it. Um, the, the bus that takes you there, uh, what is it? It's called like, uh, so the guy's name is Louis Auguste Saparis. Uh, the bus is called the Saparis Express. Wow. Yeah. Takes he was, that, uh, he was in there. Cell. He was in there for four days too. Wow. How did he survive? I don't know. But he, yeah, like you said, he was pardoned for his crimes. Uh, and he joined Barnum and Bailey's Circus afterwards touring America. That's the best part. He joined yeah. the circus and uh, Barnum and Bailey was like, yo, you guys, you got to come with us. So yeah. he tours around with the Barnum and Bailey circus, gets arrested again, ends oh, up in an American jail. <laughs> Louie, what are we doing? What are we doing, buddy? Why do you keep on getting arrested? And uh, eventually Louie was uh, fired from the circus people kind of lost interest in his story and he died uh, poor in Panama in 1955. So um, huh. kind of a little side story there. Not exactly. Uh, yeah. It's a survivor exactly. story. It, it's a survivor. It's actually the exact opposite of what the yeah. topic for today uh, is about. So the other guy who was just sort of like on the edge of town or survived terribly burned, uh, apparently when rescuers found him they they actually thought he was they labeled him as a madman because i guess he was sort of ranting and raving wow um but he sort of came to his senses and uh, you know he was burned but apparently afterwards um like a few days afterwards 
the, the police, because there was no one alive, gave him a gun and made him a deputy and told him to protect uh, the town from looters. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he, um, he actually survived another eruption somewhere what? else. Yeah. This guy needs to stay away from volcanoes. If that happened to me, I would stay the hell away from volcanoes the rest of my life. Are you yeah. kidding me? Apparently, yeah. I, I always heard that he was out fishing, but there's some thought that he was near the coast and he just jumped into the ocean. Um, and he wow. was burned because the water started boiling as the cloud moved over the water. Because that's one of the oh. things. The cloud, as it comes down the hillside, moves across the and can go out over the water which I never even thought about like, Oh yes, it would boil the water. I suppose because pyroclastic flows, you know, they can move what 75, hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't go that far out into the water. No, uh, no, but, but, um, but they're still, you know, they're a couple hundred degrees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Reminds me of that guy from uh, that John Candy movie, the great outdoors, the guy who's been struck by lightning. 77 times <laughs> spoiler alert we'll be uh <laughs> sorry in a, in a couple of minutes uh anyways um <laughs> sorry. That, that movie's only been out for 30 years sorry no no i was talking about one of our topics we've been talking about oh well up. yeah sorry anyways we'll get there we'll get there um I thought so you meant for the movie <laughs> oh <laughs> god um all right so there we go pyroclastic flows okay Let's talk about, let's go to another, another way that um, you can uh, get taken out by a volcano gas. Uh, so some of the common, the common uh, gases that are released from volcanic eruptions, you have uh, sulfur dioxide. That's basically a poisonous gas. Boom. That'll take you out. Carbon dioxide. That'll just kind of, uh, you'll die of, you'll, you'll be suffocated from that or hydrochloric acid. And that's just going to eat away your lungs before you die. Yeah. And the sulfur dioxide too could mix with the water vapor in the air and sulfuric turn, acid. turn into sulfuric acid. Yeah. H2SO4. Yeah. 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 Get burned alive by the sulfur. Yeah. So, ah, uh, boy, it's just, it's, um, we talked about, well, the carbon dioxide with, um, uh, the, Oh, geez. The East African Rift Valley and the lake. Yes. Lake Neos. Uh, Neo. Well, Lake Neos is in East African side. That's Cameroon. We talked oh, about Oh, Cameroon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Lake Neos. But in, in the Rift Valley, you get these, and they're actually, um, they're called Mazukus, which is a Swahili, and it means evil wind. Mm. That was my out. nickname in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because the, the gases are, are denser than air, and so they settle into low-lying areas. And So a lot of times when people walk into these low-lying areas, they'll look around, they'll just see, like, dead birds. All yeah. Over the place. That's and, the sign. Okay, time to go. Yeah, like and, the and, canary in the coal mine. And yeah. unfortunately, like, the, the worst part about it is usually the, the, it'll kill little kids. Because they'll go in these low-lying areas, and their their head won't be, they're not tall enough to be above the gas, where the gas is settled. And so they'll get um, overwhelmed by it. Wow. That's awful. That's crazy. 
Yeah, and you you see it in the states. Uh, in Mammoth Mountain is the main place where we really see um the, these gases. Huh. Because um, you get like these Mammoth Mountains of volcano, right? So you have these gases that are coming out, and normally they they blow like Mammoth Lakes. They'll blow in the wind, but during heavy snowfalls, the gases will sometimes settle in um, tree wells. You know, the areas around trees where like snow settles down. And so like some skiers might fall into a little snow cave or something and get overwhelmed by it and, and, and die. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it, it takes seconds, like, you know, yeah. l- less than 10 seconds to be overwhelmed. Like, uh, you know, I teach a health and safety class and sometimes they purge big pipes or rooms with nitrogen to keep the oxygen out. So things don't rust while they're doing maintenance. And like, you'll hear these awful stories of like somebody dropped a roll of duct tape. They're like, oh, I'll just jump in there, grab it and jump out. They jump in there and then boom, they just collapse instantly. That fast. Really? That fast. Crazy. Cause it just, it, it totally displaces all the oxygen in your lungs. And then you pass out almost instantly. Wow. Now, now if you're, if you're that. holding your breath, that's slightly different. Like you, your body will use up that oxygen that's left over in your lungs. But if you jump in there and take a deep breath, you like almost instantly pass out. So with the, yeah, with these wow. gas things, I, I could totally see that in those tree wells or something like that. Cause I, that would, that would be a terrible way to go, but that's why I don't ski on volcanoes anymore. I yeah. won't do it not worth it only once (laughs) so uh all right moving on yeah uh we still we still got a bunch of different ways that volcanoes can kill you so uh (laughs) we're not done with the death and uh destruction just yet lahars so uh when you get volcanoes that are pretty tall you tend to get a lot of ice and snow associated with these volcanoes glaciers and stuff and um Volcano volcanic eruptions can be pretty hot. How and hot is it? <laughs> hot enough to melt the snow and ice, Steve. <laughs> oh. So you uh, you get this rapid melt of the snow and ice, and then that mixes with the ash from the volcano or just the soil and mud yeah, the and sediment. Just, yeah. And uh yeah, all that stuff, and it comes rushing down the mountain. And it just brings all this debris with it as well. And it's just a mess. And this is called a lahar. It's a, basically a volcanic mud. They say like a volcanic mudslide. But there's ash. And it's like a, like a slurry coming off of the, uh, of the mountain. The good thing is that these lahars are very predictable where they're going to, where they're going to hit. They follow the, uh, they follow the drainage patterns. So it is, it's, it's very predictable, you know, what areas are in a, a lahar, um, kind of like danger zone. But um, we actually talked about this, uh, the, the case study I'm going to mention now, uh, Nevada, the volcano's name was uh, Nevada Del Ruiz. Uh, it erupted, it was in a, what country? It was in South America. Uh, was it Colombia? Colombia. I yeah. think it was Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colombia. That's right. Yeah. And uh and there was a small town named, or it's called Armero, uh, yeah. not too far, several, a couple, uh, 10, 20 miles or so from the, uh, 
from the volcano. And yeah, we did about a couple months ago. We, t- we talked about this in, in detail, right? Yeah, yeah. one how- year ago. <laughs> oh, that was that episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if I remember correctly, what happened was the, there was like, a, it was just like a, a cumulative effect of errors that just kept on building up and just kind of like governments, like kind of denying the risk that there, there could be danger from this. And then wasn't it the, the, the final call was to the, the mayor of the town and they're telling, they finally, when the calls did go through to like, you know, evacuate, like watch out this Lahar is coming. The mayor goes, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Then just click the phone dies and he got taken out by the Lahar. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, that sounds about right. <clears throat> um, it happened at like five in the morning too. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were, uh, but, yeah. uh that, that sounds about, that's like a, that almost sounds like a movie where like, yeah. Evil, like the mayor from Jaws, nothing to see here. Yeah. Beaches are open. Yeah. But you can listen more episode 97 on the Hars back from June of 2021. So, oh, um, yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> it was, it was, so it wasn't a phone call. It was actually an overheard conversation. Uh, the, the mayor was talking on a radio. The people radio, that's here. right. That's okay, what, okay. yeah. And he said he, he did not think there was much danger. Yeah. When, it, then, when he was overtaken by the Lahar itself. Yeah. Because I remember hearing that story and be like, this is so wild that this is true. Yeah. The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> that Simpsons reference? It was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Armero got hammered by this Lahar. Uh, more than 20,000 people. And the town died and the town's population was like 30,000. Yeah. So, so two out of every three people died, two out of three people died. And it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was just a mess. Um, it's not a, not a good situation. The town was literally, the town was located at the mouth of one of these canyons draining off of the volcano. And so it was, there were two Lahars that actually joined together as a confluence of two Lahars and went into this, this Canyon. Then it all emptied out to the base of Armero. And then it just took out the whole town. So uh, yeah, that's the classic example of uh, the dangers of a Lahar. Yeah. And uh, related to Lahars next, moving on to uh, uh, Jesse's favorite Icelandic term, Jakulups, Jakulups. Y- yokulips? Yes. Yokulips. yokulips we're gonna hear about this yeah, <laughs> uh so yokulips are when uh it's an icelandic term if you can't hear that and it has to do with the volcano melting surrounding glaciers so it causes these flash floods uh from the volcanic eruption so seems bad yeah, all the different ways that you could get, you could die from this, you can drown, get pinned down by debris, get knocked by debris. Um, yeah. Um, actually, you don't know, go real fast. I just, we didn't, with going back to the Lahars, we didn't actually talk about how you die from a Lahar. Um, so because it's a slurry, you kind of just get stuck in this stuff. And um, yeah, it's like wet concrete. Yeah. And so you, it kind of, you're going to die the similar, similar ways of dying. As uh, 
your cool-ups um, basically suffocate. Uh, you get pinned down by something or um, get, yeah. get uh, it's not like getting buried in this. Yeah. It's not like be- getting buried in the sand. And you can't swim in this stuff from what I hear too. No, no. It's like uh, it's, it's several pounds per square inch. It's basically crushing you. If, if, if your lungs don't give out your blood pressure will, you know, exceed your blood vessels capacities. Like it's just, it's bad the blood out of your body, like out of your limbs, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, Ugh. it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's like Lahars, Yokulups kind of, Yokulups are kind of like a, a catch all bag of just death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. We got more ways to die people more ways. Uh, still tsunamis. So a couple, uh, well, one of the main ways to, uh, that a volcanic eruption can cause a tsunami is number one, tephra being thrown into the ocean. So depending on the size of the, the, the tephra that gets thrown into the ocean, or you could also get landslides that are associated with volcanic eruptions, just kind of sliding off the, uh, um, the, the mountainside into the water. And that will, that will cause tsunamis. So this is actually one of the main ways that people died from the Krakatoa eruption in 1883, uh, Krakatoa was an interesting uh, volcanic eruption because it is known as when it did go off, it was the loudest bang ever recorded by humans. And I don't think, that, uh, I, at least at the time, I don't know if anything louder has ever been recorded since this, but it was uh, not to my knowledge. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was heard in like Boston. Like, like thousands like, of miles away, people heard this. Yeah. 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 yeah you, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, weather, I don't know if, how far it was heard, but weather stations for sure um, could measure the pressure wave across. Yeah. The yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it wasn't heard in Boston, but maybe yeah. the pressure well, waves were measured. So, but it was, I mean, things. even recently there was that uh, on Krakatoa. Was it Kraken? No, it was the new island that just formed. But they heard the explosion, what, a couple thousand miles away in like New Zealand or wherever. So several thousand miles. Loud sounds. Um, So a couple fun facts about Krakatoa when this thing went off in 1883. uh, In one of the nearby towns, they had um, like the what are those things called like the, the big gas uh, reservoirs for for natural gas. Is there a term for those things? You know, then they go up and down depending on uh, uh, yeah the temperature and everything. Yeah, well, not the temperature, but just um, uh, demand. You know, when when they they pressurize. Anyways, yeah, the, the, the ga- gas reservoirs, I guess you can call them. But um, uh, so they are always uh, they, they were like monitoring the pressure inside these things. And you could actually see the, the shock wave coming from Krakatoa. They picked it up in the, in these gas reservoirs uh, because the pressure changed and you can see like when the pressure just, just, that's crazy, just jumps up. And so we have documentation of like the exact moment when Krakatoa was blasting and releasing these pressure waves. Um. So I want one little thing. I want to uh, a little excerpt here. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Cap- Captain Sampson of the British vessel 
uh, Norham Castle was nearby Krakatoa when it erupted in 1883. And he called it a fearful explosion and it released a frightful sound. Now you might ask, okay, so how frightful, how frightful was this? Uh, as the captain writes, I'm writing this uh, blind in pitch darkness. So there was so much tephra falling from the sky uh, that you couldn't see anything. It was just, it was pitch black out. Uh, we are under a continual rain of pumice stone and dust. So violent are the eruptions that the eardrums of over half my crew have been shattered. Jeez. It's <laughs> insane. So Krakatoa is so loud. It's, it's rupturing the eardrums of uh, people on ships nearby. Anyways, that's not necessarily going to kill you, but um, it's at the same time, it's, it's not a fun experience. No, I think there were other excerpts from that captain's log, if you will, where like people just assumed it was the end of the world and like started doing chaotic things. Like we're all going to die, like jumping off a boat and like just, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like it was, yeah, it was not Krakatoa was not a fun eruption to be around. Uh, so you had like, there was uh, about 30, 36,000 plus people died from the Krakatoa eruption in Indonesia off of uh, uh, the island of Java. But uh, of all those people, about 30, 35,500 died from tsunamis. And so Krakatoa is kind of an interesting volcanic eruption because you weren't having the people dying from the typical, like, you know, um, you know, whatever pyroclastic flows or lava flows, stuff like that. They were actually dying from tsunamis. They were really, there were, there were two uh, distinct, huge or big tsunamis that came in, just were wiping out the towns um, around, around the, the volcano there. So that's why Krakatoa was kind of number one. It was the loudest sound ever recorded. And number two, most people died the vast, vast, vast majority of people have died from uh, tsunamis from Krakatoa. All right. Still more ways to die from a, a volcanic eruption. You could, I don't know too many, but I didn't uh, see any, uh, well, actually, I don't, I don't really know too much about this, but hypothetically, you could get struck by lightning from a, from a volcanic eruption. So we've seen... Uh, uh, I, I've seen images from some of the volcanoes in Iceland going off. Just you see, like uh, I guess the ash cloud generates enough static electricity that it eventually's got to discharge as lightning. So, yeah, lightning could take you out um, during a volcanic eruption. Yeah, why that, not? Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? Just like, oh, thank God I survived this Lahar. I survived this Louis Dent. I survived this lava flow. And just zap, crack. <laughs> it's just yeah, the lightning can take you out. Um, yep. You know, on here I, we talked about it, but I didn't put it on the on the list here. But uh, there could be a landslide associated with the volcano, like we saw with like Mount St. Helens. Yeah, we we uh, said that with earthquakes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, that could also take you out. Um, I think we th- that's pretty much it for everything that I could think of for the direct ways. Uh, everything that I read, at least for the direct ways to die from a volcanic eruption. There are some indirect ways to die from a volcanic eruption. Uh, things like um, uh, 
starvation, um, you know, lack of lack of medicine, uh, medical care, kind of things like that, that could take you out. Um, I like this. I was reading, reading about uh, different ways to die. Uh, unsafe driving. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just go nuts. <laughs> people just, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, heart attacks, things like that. I, um, I, I added a bunch here. The, the big one about so indirect, you know, climate is, is sort of the big one, but like famine. Yeah. <clears throat> we yeah. have a number of examples of famine. Um, I threw up three big ones here. Uh, so Laki in Iceland in 1784 was sort of, it was an insane one where like you had um, a hy- hydrogen sulfide rain. Um, That's fun. Yeah, just just killing everything. So it killed most of the crops and, and animals on the island. And it resulted in, in almost a quarter of Iceland's population dying from the famine. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Um, and it caused famines across Europe. And it's thought that these famines were sort of the catalyst for the French Revolution. Ah, let them eat cake. You know, there's a fair amount of examples about volcanoes causing like revolutions. And uh, I know the, there's a couple or at least one case with the, the Romans, uh, people, uh, you know, uprisings because they thought that these volcanic eruptions were like signs from the gods. Like, this is it. You know, this yep. is this is this is, this, you know, God's telling us this is our time to, you know, fight the Romans. Well, I mean, um yeah, there, there are a bunch of, uh, through history. One of the, the big ones, sometimes called the worst year ever, is uh, it's, it's referred to as the volcanic winter of, of 1530 or, or 539. Oh, I thought it was uh, 1993. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you know, that's controversial. On, on, <laughs> Highly um, controversial on this podcast. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, yeah, it, so it 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 basically it was it, the unknown where the volcano occurred, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. What? So it's I mean it's five it's five thirty nine, so it's back in the day. Um, but it 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 resulted in in global temperatures dropping, uh, like two and a half degrees. Holy cow! Which is which is um, we need a little bit of that right now. Yeah. A lot, but it was followed up <clears throat> two years later by the Justinian plague. Mm. So, the, you know, which was um, the, the Roman emperor Justinian. So it, it's the Byzantine, it's the Byzantine part of, of the Roman empire, but they called themselves Roman anyway. Um, that was sort of the first big plague. Um, li- likely black 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 death-esque um mm-hmm. whatchamacallit yasinius pestis the, the plague plague fleas plague on rats plague. you know yep. what we're talking about you you get what i'm saying here yeah but um so it 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 was it was bad news but they thought one of the one of the reasons it, it may have been so bad is because of this volcano preceding it that caused these famines and caused this cooling 
and <clears throat> you know the, there is a corollary here with the, the black death of the 14th century you know so the black death of the 14th century was in 1340 something but preceding it in the decade or two preceding it there was this big shift in the weather that caused um uh, abnormal amounts of rain in europe that led to a lot of crop failures and famines so it's sort of like this weird you know you have these famines and then the plague breaks out and the same thing hmm. here in 539 but it caused um was caused by this volcano it's also to the two two other things about this I, it's just a really interesting story sorry sorry uh Sorry, but not sorry. It's when the, the, <laughs> the Mongols started making their way into the West. Oh. Um, and it's also thought to be the basis, the, the, the historical basis of, um, <clears throat> of the, um, the, the mythological, the North mythology of the Ragnarok. So it's thought to be like this cultural memory of all of this dying, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. the, in the, in the North mythology, the Ragnarok is sort of like when you have um, natural disasters and whatnot, you have this death of all these people and, 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 and the rebirth of, of life. Linked, linked to geology. Yeah. That's so, you want to talk about the Ragnarok? Yeah, it's it's geology related, of course. Yeah, man. What is there it? Yeah, but there it, it, yeah, there, there's some thought that it's like this cultural like memory where the story was just passed down. You live through you live through a plague. You got to tell that story. Yeah, you live through a volcano erupting into a plague. Goodness, you live through the volcano. Yeah, you live through the famine. And then you live through the plague that follows that. So that's a lot. I just that's a lot to go through. That's a lot to go. That is a lot. <laughs> really, just I just want to take a nap thinking about it. Ugh. Yeah. So there you have it. Hey, fan of the show, friend of the show, listener. Do you have a an, a, a way that you could die from a volcanic eruption that we didn't uh, we didn't mention? Shoot us an email. Go to geologyflannelcast.com. Hit the contact us button. Let us know. What do you think? What did we miss? How do we do? Yeah. Um, hit us up. Don't be, uh, don't be a stranger. Hit us up. Um, so there you have it. Um, all the different ways to die from a volcanic eruption. All right. Uh, you guys got any other things uh, before, we, uh, before we wrap this up? I, think I we pretty much covered... The moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, I, I just I just want to say one one I was thinking of was uh, I guess uh, collapsing. What are the ones that collapse? Calderas. 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 So like Santorini, you had the Minoans that lived on Santorini, and they collapsed and they're just gone, gone now. Ah. But anyway, oh, yeah, that's also there's. I was reading that, that was more of a tsunami that took out the Minoans. I was just thinking that too. Yeah, it's probably a tsunami. The collapses yeah. that be water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you are right in an area where 
the you get the collapse and turns into a caldera. Would you have died before? Like, is it possible to survive all the way through and then die from the collapse? Oof. That's a good point. That's a that's a lot. There's that's that's a, that's a lot there. Some would say too much. Yeah, that's your just yeah. time to go. Yeah, it's just uh, you're really pressing your luck there. Um, but uh, yeah, Jesse, what song? Oh, but I guess before we do this, uh, okay, I know we're all excited about the song Jesse's <laughs> going to take us out with here. Uh, but uh, check out geologyfrontalcast.com. Check out uh, if you if you want to help support the podcast. Uh, we have various tiers on uh, Patreon. Uh, you can sign up for that's patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. Come hang out with us. We got a we had an awesome crew today hanging out before the yeah. uh, before the podcast started. So uh go on there, uh check out uh geology flannel cast or uh patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. You can check us out on Insta, uh on Twitter at geo flannel cast and uh on Facebook too. Yeah, so, this is uh yeah, join us in June. Yes, in June is right. (laughs) I love it. Works for July too, so we got it. We got two months in July, (laughs) and uh, accept us in August. Ooh, (laughs) acceptance when you just you have no choice. Yeah, (laughs) you have no choice. Just got to give in. All right, Jesse. What's yeah? So very early, we're going to buy the rights for said song to take us out with. What song? So very early on, especially when we're talking about lava, I'm gonna go with the classic. It's, uh, Johnny Cash, "Ring of Fire." Um, it's just, it's just, it was, it was there from the beginning. Kind of I'm an gonna, easy. I'm gonna add one. Uh, "Burning Down the House" by Talking Heads. Oh boy, great one, great one. And that is a good song. I like that song. Yeah. It's a good song. Talking Heads are good. Yeah. Um, um, they really, if the talking heads were to come out like today, they'd be the biggest band in the world. Uh, that's my opinion. They held up very well since the 80s, aged yeah. like a fine wine. And yeah. I, I didn't realize until like the last decade how much of a jam band they were. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of their live stuff, their songs are like 20 minutes long. Yeah. 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 So good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, if anyone right. knows anyone from the talking heads, tell them to reach out. <laughs> yeah let us use our songs yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah all right everyone thanks for thanks for hanging out stopping by uh we'll catch you guys next week with another fun and exciting episode of the geology final cast see you bye bye thanks for stopping bye